0: This is a Think Live Be production. Good morning.
1: Yes, how are you?
0: Good. Let me fix my microphone here. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll fill space. I'm done. It's done. That was fast. So what's, uh, what's going on?
0: You know what's going on. We're
1: about to record a podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been a long, it feels like a long month.
1: A real, it's the It's the first week of the month. You mean the previous month? Yeah. No way that flew by. Like all of a sudden it was Thanksgiving. There's a I lot going know. on.
0: There's a lot going on in the Stelja's Fatika house. Yeah. So we got lots
1: of projects, lots of things, and it's all exciting. And at the same time...
0: We'll fill you in later.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No spoilies.
0: No spoilies.
1: <laughs> uh, but it's it's definitely a lot going on, and we're gonna talk about something that I find really fascinating today. Okay. <laughs> Sorry,
0: so you guys will uh, get to see what my world is like. <laughs> this is what the Catherine lo- thinks is. Would you say fascinating?
1: Fascinating. Okay,
0: so this is fascinating.
1: Okay, maybe that's a strong one. No, word. no, go on.
0: I'm, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> so I want to talk about questions. hmm And hear me out. Okay. I have... Okay. So, well, let me do the intro to the podca- All podcast. Right. All right. <laughs> so you guys, if this is your first time listening... No, if this is somebody's first time uh-huh, listening, right? Welcome.
0: Yes, welcome everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Even if it's isn't your first time listening, welcome.
1: Welcome, <laughs> welcome to our not best. just the new people, but everybody. Welcome, and you're listening to Seeking the Best, which is a podcast that we created several years ago, and uh, it's because we like to talk about real estate,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and I am one of the hosts, Catherine Stelgis. I own a small team here in the Orlando area. Mm-hmm. If you have any referral needs, uh, you can find me mm-hmm. on SeekingTheBest.com. Yep. Wait, is that the website name? Uh,
0: OnSeekingTheBest.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. OnSeekingTheBest.com. Yeah. Or thinklivebe.com.
1: ThinkLiveBe.com. So our team name is ThinkLiveB. And uh, Patrick over here, our co-host slash sound engineer producer extraordinaire.
2: Hello. Also Hello. happens
1: to be my significant other. Yes. And we do everything together mm-hmm. we're best friends <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but um, sorry I, I'm, I'm in a silly mood today mm-hmm. um but so we like to talk about real estate and I I have been selling homes for 17 years and so he's seen it and been through it all yeah and so he's learned a lot about the real estate business and what it really is yeah. um so did you so have you well yeah I just mean I was going to finish that oh, sentence through osmosis through osmosis yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and just like us talking a, through how to how to get through it how uh, to get better all yeah. of those things
0: Yeah uh, uh, r- real estate em- envelops my life more than many 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 agents
1: That's true <laughs> And you you care yeah. about the uh, the business yeah. more than most agents care about their own
0: yeah that's true well i'm in i'm involved i do all of the design work for the team um i mean mark marketing advertising all of the all the way down to listing signs and then uh, i do all of the photography and like design stuff. you're not
1: you're not putting the ad on facebook or putting the sign design
0: design everything and then all of the Photography and headshots and walkthrough videos and everything having to do with any of that stuff. I do all of that and have since the beginning. Yeah. Right? We're looking right now for somebody to kind of pick up the slack when I don't have an opportunity to go do listing videos and listing photos and looking at different companies. And we've hired a few and uh, trying to find people that can do it to the level in which I do it. We're kind of talking about... You know uh camera equipment and what what does that entail and what is that and it's like boy i remember i go back and like look at the early photos and videos from when you first got into the business to now and just not even how um much better i've gotten at doing it but just how far technology has come to make things look so amazing yeah compared to what it was it's 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 crazy when you think about what kind of a camera and what that camera cost back, um, in the early two thousands to now it's, it's, it's crazy. And the amount of gear and stuff that I've acquired and knowledge over those 17 years of first taking those first photos to now is, is it's, uh, mind boggling when you think about it.
1: And this is not what I find fascinating though. <laughs> I know That's uh, what I find fascinating, uh, right? No. And, and it is interesting how, uh we we think like i'll see pat's photos and i'm like oh, these are so much better than when i need to hire somebody else to do the job because maybe it's further out or we've got other stuff going on and yeah. we have too many too many things um and it's like well no wonder yeah. because you've been doing this for a really long time yeah most, peop- most just people most people you're
0: hiring to take photos of your listing haven't been doing it for 17 years yeah it, they're it's a company and they hire people to to take photos and they've been doing it for a year or two and then they move on with their lives and everything so yeah having that experience is you know
1: well so speaking of it's a long time to be doing stuff and when when you get started in a career whatever it is like real estate obviously is is our department but whatever career someone starts in. You start doing the same activities, and then you get to a point of like um, a ceiling of achievement in that role, and then you look for other opportunity. You look for um, promotion, more responsibility, maybe a different career, maybe something different, maybe you decide-
0: I can't take this any further. Yeah. There's no opportunity for advancement or whatever.
1: And then there's real estate where it's like, there's, first of all, I just-
0: You could be a single agent who does six sales a year, or you could build it into what Gary Keller did. Right. Right. And everything in between.
1: I love, I love, there's, I think it's from the MRA book that I reference regularly, but I think that's the book that he explains, like somebody came up to him and asked him like what he considers himself. And he said, well, I'm a real estate agent. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I, I have a team just like you. I just have a, you know, a billion dollar business instead of, you know. Yeah. Couple hundred thousand or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But anyways, um, what happened? I wonder
0: if he still has his license.
1: Yeah. No, he's he's very much like Gary Keller. In case you're not part of Keller Williams, is the the owner, um, co-founder of Keller Williams Realty, and he is very agent-centric. Like that's their the whole business model is about how to make agents better and and help them build their businesses. And he said that on his gravestone it will say realtor. So he's very, very much thinks of himself as an agent. We'll so. have
0: the little registered trademark <laughs> right next to
1: it, right? But the, my point is that there's always times where you have to find new ways to find joy in the business. Like if you're if you're a single agent um, and you're selling houses for this long, like you probably are, um, you might get bored. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You might get bored.
0: Or complacent.
1: Or complacent. Yeah. And and not everybody I guess that's the other thing is not everybody cares like I do, but like I want I want more than just sort of an average, like run of the mill career, right? I want to build something bigger than that 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 can sustain without me. And so when I think about how long I've been doing this, I've had to like look for opportunities and find joy in things at times when I get into a rut or I get into a place where it's like, Okay, I've I've sold so many houses. I don't I don't find it interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Yeah. Okay.
0: How many times can you write an offer for 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 people that don't appreciate you Aww. before before it starts to get monotonous?
1: <laughs> people appreciate. Well, I, I
0: just mean it, I I just mean like I how know. many times can you do the same thing bef- without without trying to grow it before you get bored? Now, for Catherine, it's very important because her career is very important to her. For other people, it's like, well, it's just a job, and if I do twenty sales a year, I'm good, because I've got soccer games to go to with my kids, and I've got this, and I've got that, and stuff, and it's me and Cat, and we have our dogs, and and so we don't, it's ju- it's just us against the world, right? So so we don't, uh, so for for her and for me personally too, our careers and what we create is 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 a a huge part of our lives.
1: Yeah, well, so what i find fascinating to get back to that is i i find questions and the the idea of um script and role play when i first got started was just completely non-existent yeah i don't even think probably for like the first 2 years i don't even know that i knew what a script was and like then, i don't think that was part of the training and then
0: being a single agent even knowing what it is not really knowing how to implement it or they realizing the amount of time it takes to learn it. And then what is, you know, it's like we hear agents all the time say, it doesn't sound like me and all of this stuff about, about scripts. There's a lot of new, newer agents who don't really understand the way that things work. They're just trying to absorb as much as they can. Don't, um, understand the importance. And I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who are in their first couple years and maybe haven't gone down the script and role play uh, Avenue because they feel like they haven't gotten to a point where they maybe have plateaued.
1: Well, I right? think, I think what it is, is like, not everybody talks about it, but when I made the switch to Keller Williams, which was forever ago, it was my first introduction to this as a, as something that's part of your job. So I may have had some scripts in a book that was given to me, you know, that I was supposed to learn or whatever. But w- the concept that it's part of your daily job is to script and role play. Or they just say role play. Role play, lead generate, lead follow up, go on appointments, show properties, write offers like that's your job. And so it's one of five things. So it should take up a pretty good chunk of your your schedule to role play and practice. And so as I've gone you mean along. You sitting,
0: sitting on MLS flipping through houses. Isn't for, part of for, your job. For, isn't part of your job for a buyer that hasn't come in for a consultation.
1: Right. <laughs> so it's. What I find when I first kind of got the concept, I of course was that person that was like, "This doesn't sound like me."
0: I think everybody is. I don't think. I I, th- I do too. I think, a- I think,
1: every person has that immediate thought of mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I don't want to read a script." Like it's such a it's negative so sales-y. word. Salesy. It, and it's, all you think of when you uh, hear, telemarketing. Yeah, you hear this telemarketing blah blah blah, and 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 I get it. And yet, <laughs> I don't think I've ever sounded like a salesperson calling no. somebody we've in done, my life.
0: We've done little mock conversations with scripts on this show multiple times. I think so, what
1: happened though was at some point, and I, I don't know that I could pinpoint the year or or whatever, but at some point I realized, huh, I'm just like having conversations with people mm-hmm. who I can help.
0: You mean when you internalized?
1: Well, the more you practice, the, scripts. the easier it is. Um, I just heard a quote recently from, I think his name was Phil Jones. He wrote a book that I have not read, but it's going to go on my list of to do's um, that I think is, is, it's something called like exactly what to say or something like that. And he was um, interviewed on a podcast and that's how I heard about it. And he was saying that the, the worst time to think about what to say is in the moment or something. I'm sure I messed up the quote, but it is, it's like you can have really powerful conversations with people if you memorize every single possible outcome, mm-hmm. or or not outcome, possible um,
0: it what what it is is you have to know when you're going into the conversation, what do you want the outcome to be? Yeah, that's and then what worth. do you say to lead it to that direction for that to happen? You have to know how to get the conversation to what the end of the conversation is supposed to be. Whatever it is, that's what the scripts do. Lem- is they they kind of are like those little those guardrails at the bowling alley that mm-hmm. keep the 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 ball from going in the gutter. That's what the scripts do. They they they're like a cattle dog, or you know what I mean, where they're they're keeping things kind of huddled together and, and pushing that conversation to your end goal. That's that's what they're for.
1: And um, well, there's there's a couple other different things. So if you if you have a really strong conversation with somebody, knowing like, let's say it's a listing consultation, what is the outcome that you desire? You want them to list with you. And if you have a really strong conversation, though, what you end up doing is not only do you get the outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. But that you actually understand more about their situation which and is, needs, which part, helps you then yeah, help them achieve that's their goal. Part,
2: you
0: can have more than one goal in the conversation. Then that would that's what that would be is to get them to sign the paperwork and have the understanding behind you of why they are in the situation that they're in, or whatever, or what their goals are, or any of those things. That I think that that's you can have more than one.
1: Yes. I'm just saying it's it's interesting why I find things fascinating is it's interesting how if you just have a good, strong conversation with tons of questions, Mm -hmm. not only does it help you get more business because people feel like you're actually listening to them because you are. But but like because you are. Because you are because you you actually are are. because you can only have a strong conversation with lots of powerful questions if you are listening, Mm -hmm. because otherwise this the question you ask after they finish talking won't make any sense. And when
0: you don't have (laughs) the scripts internalized and all of that stuff, instead of you listening, you're thinking about what you're going to say next and you come off as salesy because you're not listening. You're just running through the script. Yeah. So it, actually, it's like you've been on the phone with somebody who's reading a script and you can tell they're reading a script because they're getting paid next to zero and they're working at night and they're just reading the script. And that's a numbers game. They're just throwing. Right. But this is different. This is a this is a long process of learning all of this stuff, because at the end of the day, you're trying to you're trying to lead them into a direction of whatever that direction is, whether you need a price reduction On something, or you need uh, you you want them to sign the paperwork, your your engagement letter to be their their agent, or whatever it is. Your your goal at the end of the day is to also know what are these people serious buyers? Because I don't want to waste my time, right? You've got to ask all the right questions, and then let them talk so that they can tell you. So if they can so if if their sister is a realtor too that you know about that during that first conversation it's not your time to talk.
1: Well, right? so if you're so, if you're having conversations uh, that are powerful, let's just keep using that word because that's that's what it is. It's like if you're having strong powerful conversations, then you should be doing very little talking. So one of the things I've started doing lately is like like a little game I play with myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I just made a few calls before we started doing this. And so I just played the game with myself. I was like, okay, I want to, I have to explain something. I want to do it as quickly as possible and then ask a question. And so I want to see if I can, if I can get to a question in less than 20 seconds. Are you
0: talking, you are making calls to clients?
1: Yes. Yes. To try to get a price reduction. Oh, okay. Um, and so I, my I played a little game with myself. I was like, okay, let me see if I can get to my point, and my point being a question in twenty seconds or less, which is actually still a long time. But I have had to explain what I was trying to do. Yeah, and have
0: pleasantry <laughs> in Right, right. Yeah.
1: And and so and then the question that I asked was, how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And then I just let that person talk for a bit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and through that them talking to themselves they came to their own decision right I did not have to say I think you should do this Mm blah 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 blah
0: you just it's hard to do but you have to let them talk and let them continue to talk and continue to talk and let them keep going and their guard will come down their anger or whatever not anger that's not the right word but whatever well it
1: depends on the conversation it does
0: it does but whatever that is you just let them we always used to say, Catherine, when somebody's mad, whatever, if it's another agent, most of the time is when it's another agent, um, and they're all mad for whatever reason. Catherine just lets them tire themselves out. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> let's just let them just let them talk and 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 complain, and then eventually you find out why they're really upset, and it's not at you. And you find out what the problem is and then you, you've you you've gotten all the information. Now you have all the information. You don't just fire back on them. You let them wear themselves out by talking. And you can really learn a lot that way and then you know what script you need to pull out of your bag.
1: Well, that's the thing. So you this is why you have to practice and it has to become part of the five things that you're working on most frequently because... There's lots of different conversations you have to have as a realtor. You have to have, um, so let's, we'll just go through a few. Okay. You have to have a conversation with a a buyer lead, like trying to set an appointment. You have to have a a seller lead conversation trying to set an appointment. Then you have to have a consultation conversation on each of those appointments, buyer-seller consultation conversation to get them to sign paperwork to work together. Um, then you have to have a conversation about any kind of offer, whether it's being written by a buyer or being received by a seller and, and you have to help guide them through that process. And then you have negotiations, inspections and appraisal issues, negotiations, and then you have other things that kind of tie into that. Any kind of change to terms, I just fall under negotiation. Those conversations that you have, then you have to have conversations with other agents, and not always are these negotiation conversations, sometimes they're the I thought I run into could be per, they're they're like
0: how many agents have you gotten to on the phone with that have told you every everything going on in their lives, their <laughs> life stories, everything that happened to them that was bad over the last three weeks, everything about their client and stuff. It's like it, just by letting them wear themselves out.
1: Well, a, How often p- a does that powerful happen? question can get you a lot of information. You know what I mean? Because most time, most of the time, people feel this is um. Well, let me finish my thought because you okay. kind of interrupted where yeah, I was yeah. going with it. Yeah. Uh, so back on track. So then you have to have conversations with other agents. Usually, that's about the, some sort of negotiation or or offer situation. Not always, but like then you also, if you own a team. You have employee conversations that you have to have, or an in, independent contractor conversations that you have, and each of those there's there's different um, there's different scripts and role play that you can do with yourself or with others, and then you break it down even further. What are the different types of lead sources that you're working? So seller leads, like you have a good Fisbo script, but you don't need to know all of the different scripts. You just need to internalize kind of one and then you need to have a handful of questions for each each conversation that you need to have that will help you gather information
2: mm-hmm.
1: all the way down to like um, if you're having a, oh, like a one-on-one with a team member, right. there are questions that you ask that team member to arrive at the outcome of what a one-on-one's purpose is. So all you have to do is memorize those questions and then that way you can actively listen to everything anybody's ever talking about and then have another powerful question to continue based
0: off of what they're saying.
1: Yeah. And it's it's really interesting to me to try to have conversations that allow the other person to speak more than you do and that also are mostly questions and so I was having one recently and I just kept asking questions just over and over. And it was almost like in my head, I was like, do not say anything unless it's a question. Mm-hmm. And that was just in the back of my head. It's like, I just want to keep understanding what's going on in this situation. So I know what you're to allowed.
0: Do. You're allowed to say something that isn't a question if they ask you a question. Right. Sure. Well, I uh, think of that scene with uh, what's her name in 40 year old virgin where he's she asked the question and he just asked the question back to her. Yeah. In a different way. So if they ask you a question, go ahead and answer the question. Well, so, but so what in, do you think about that?
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> like, so, so
1: what happens is um, so like I'll just say in the call uh, that I had recently where I was trying to get a price reduction. And I said, how do you feel about that? After I gave just like a snippet of reminder of feedback mm-hmm. and stats, you know, like facts, mm-hmm. question, powerful question, let them talk. And then at the end of their conversation with themselves, basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, well, what do you think we should do? Well, now I've earned the right to talk because they've asked me a powerful question because they trust my advice and opinion and they're asking for it. Now- and they've
0: already come to their own conclusion right too so it's like so you're not trying to force your idea on them and they're like no 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 well, hold on a second none of that's happening
1: yeah so through that then I've earned the right to say well here's what I think and then quickly quickly tell them what I think and then how does that sound to you
0: ask another question tie, tie down
1: <laughs> well I could it depends on the conversation right so I've I wanted to be a little bit more soft with it and say like, how does that, because it, it was kind of a mm-hmm. big, it was kind of a big thing that I was asking, but they asked for my advice and I gave them my, my true educated opinion. And then I said, how does that sound to you? What I could have done though, if I felt like it was, um, a, in a different scenario, a simple question, then I could just tie it down. Like, so they ask, well, what do you think, Catherine? And I say, well, I think you should do this. Sound good. So if I, if same. it was a simple, easy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just fascinating to me. So I've been, I've been taking bold, as you know, <laughs> as everybody listening might know, and bold is the class and, and it's from Keller Williams maps. And a lot of it, um, it, there's, there's, there's role play conversations that are taught. Um, and they, they do talk a lot about open-ended questions and that's what we're talking about. But one thing I learned that I hadn't heard before, but I think it's really good advice is that, okay, so what? let's first clarify open-ended versus closed-ended questions because I was role-playing this with, with the uh, bold group. Yeah. And we were playing a little game where you had to ask open-ended questions and somebody kept saying closed-ended questions. Right. And I was like, nope, <laughs> Bzz, wrong, <laughs> wrong. And so the difference is an open-ended question gives the other person the ability to just talk
0: well let's let's take a quick break
1: wait what it's already break time
0: yep it's already break time
1: no i'm not ready for a break i know let's it take just a cut rolling i know
0: let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll pick up right where you
1: start, all right. left off okay? okay all right let's take a break the think b team is an orlando-based real estate team with keller williams realty at the parks we operate as a boutique style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. Okay, so recapping. Close-ended versus open-ended open-ended is where you ask a question that allows the other person to talk openly and close-ended is only yes or no so if i say do you want to go get lunch you can say yes or no Mm -hmm. if i say where would you like to get lunch
0: do you want to live over on the other side of town
1: or what areas of town are you considering moving
0: right two different questions Right.
1: One gives the person the ability you get to get no just talk.
0: All you get all you get for the information asking the closed ended question is yes or no. And then you have to ask another question and then another question. And then but if you say what part of town do you want to live in, now they can just talk. Yeah. Right? And that's a very simple version of that. But think about that in your daily life with your clients talking to your clients or potential clients even on more, more so on the phone and think about how many times you ask a close-ended question a yes or no question and that what all that does is make it for you to ask another question and another question and another question instead of letting them just talk.
1: And so what happens is if you've ever done a call, which if you're listening to this, you probably have, um, where you feel really uncomfortable, like it feels mm. it feels so awkward.
0: They don't want to give me anything.
1: They, they're they're just not giving me anything. They're really yeah. short answers. It's because you're asking a series of closed ended yeah. questions. I almost no. can guarantee yeah. it. Yes. And, and no. what happens in those Click. moments. Yeah. Is it feels really uncomfortable. And like, oh, well, I didn't get anything out of that. And I'll
0: take them off my call list to delete. I'm (laughs) done with them. I'm moving on to next week's open house. Yeah.
1: But instead, if you're asking them things that allow them to talk, oftentimes they will tell you the answer to most of the questions you want answers to just through one powerful question, which is
0: in this particular case would be LP mama.
1: Well, yes. Um, LP Mama is an acronym for Location, Price, Motivation, Agent, Mortgage, Appointment. So you remember what things you need to get to. But it's through those questions, and it doesn't always flow in that order. You know, it just really you have. to, right. That's why you when need you try to, to know. when you
0: try to j- you need to know it inside and out because when you try to jam it in the order in which it's written in your notepad, it comes off as a script. It yeah. comes off as pushy. It comes off as salesy. Yeah. It comes off as all of those things. And even
1: if you do open-ended questions, but you only just go in that order, mm-hmm. it still might come off really weird and clunky. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's talking about, like you say, what location of town are you looking? And you start talking and you say, oh, I'm looking over in the east side of town, blah, blah, blah. And then I immediately say, well, what's your budget? Instead of yeah. like digging What makes in you want to live over there? Yeah. Right? <laughs> what's important to you about- the east side of town where do
0: you live now what part of town are you in now yeah what oh i used to live over there what's that like
1: yeah well you used to
0: live over there (laughs) well i used to live over there i haven't been over there in a while what's what uh, i saw they were building something you know whatever who cares it's like the point being is that you're pat
1: doesn't do these sales calls (laughs) well i don't have to because i'm not
0: a salesperson but i do i've been on the other side of them no i know and i and i i do work with clients and i do my What I'm selling to my clients is is design work, and, and the only way I can do my job of, is to ask a bunch of questions and have those people tell me what they want. I can't just say, ask a bunch of closed-ended questions and then go and do a logo for a production company. They have to tell me what they want, why, why keep asking why why is that and so so I did
1: learn something interesting about that yeah can I share yeah um well so okay so open-ended questions should be thought-provoking and Mm solution-oriented and they will start with it's it once you get this part open-ended questions becomes much easier they have to start with how what when where who if tell me more that tell me more is more of a statement than a question, but it's yeah. very it allows a very open ended thing. So anytime you're asking a question, and it says can, do you want? Those are things that are going to end as a <laughs> close ended question. Yeah. It,
0: that reminds me of the what you were talking about earlier with that the bold class because mm-hmm. you told me that story when you got home, and that's how that person kept starting their the their they're supposed to be open ended questions and kept starting with do. And Catherine would go,
1: eh. <laughs> that was probably being really annoying. But yeah, um, well, because I wanted, I, I, listen, if I'm going to be in a group with you, yeah, um, and and you're not getting something, I'm going to share with you what the right answer is because I I know yeah. the right answer, and I would want the same. So
0: that's my life. So <laughs> everybody,
1: <laughs> but I would want the same for myself. Yeah, no, seriously. If I went yeah. to a class and I was getting it, heaven wrong, forbid
0: you go to a class and somebody teach you something is that what you're saying <laughs> no
1: no I'm just saying I want to learn oh if you got it wrong if I don't right, know the right, right way to do it I want somebody to tell me oh yeah. yeah yeah and so I was just helping her out I could have taken the pen or whatever we were passing around and just been like oh well yeah but then she wouldn't have got the concept of opening yeah. questions
0: well you're a teacher
1: so but anyways if you just get that one part like just start every question with how what when where who if tell me more and so
2: why uh, that's that's what what i'm gonna get to
1: so what i learned in bold see i learned stuff is that you have to earn the right to ask why that's
0: true that's true i was i was talking from my point of view where i very very rarely am it does happen but i'm more casual with what i'm my job is that i can ask why because most of the time design stuff is coming from an ethereal place mm-hmm. it's coming from like their design aesthetic and all of these different things so it's a different situation it, than yes, what you guys are doing
1: 100 and so what i think they mean by that whoever said it, it um, makes
0: perfect sense
1: it's it is it's why you do that's none of your business it's none of your business is
0: what they can say
1: mm-hmm. and you would feel that way too if somebody you don't know yeah says well why
0: Yeah. (laughs) None of your business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally.
1: And so you, why is the motivation, right? It's one of the most important things that you need to know about things is the why, but it's none of your business if you don't know me. Yeah. And so you have to be careful.
0: Yeah. I would just leave the why out of there. Just leave the why. Yeah. that, That was bad advice on my part because I was thinking of what I speak about and my why would be about color choice
1: right
0: like why why those colors yeah why why are those colors but important? you could also but that's a different that me understanding why their color choices are important to them for that for that it helps me tremendously and there's nothing private about it. So yeah. where I was coming from is a different place.
1: But in, in a real estate conversation or in a conversation yeah. where you're talking it's about money. somebody's biggest, most yeah. important asset or their biggest, most important purchase they've ever made. Why is personal? Yeah. And so you have to just be careful. So kind of put that one to the side. It is open-ended and it only should be reserved for people once they know you, trust you, like you, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe when you're actually working with them.
0: Maybe the second time around. And
1: you've built that trust in yeah. a relationship, you can say, well, let me ask you, why do you feel that way? Or what? Yeah. Why, are, why are we doing this? Yeah. But until then, you have to get at the why with how, what, when, where, who, if, tell me more. Yeah. And... So what's interesting is, and I say interesting because I find this fascinating. It's like, how can I have conversations strictly with questions? And then you start to think about, well, I can get so much more from people that I'm working with if I just ask questions. What if we did the same to ourselves, right? Like what questions are we asking ourselves when we're thinking about our business and like our, our sales goals and stuff. And so, um, I wrote this down and I don't know if this was from a podcast or what, this is just in my little bold journal, but I can tell you your future by the questions you're asking yourself. And I thought that kind of resonated with me. Is like, if I am going to build a business plan for the new year, what are the questions I'm asking? Am I just asking like how many units Well, that's not a very powerful question. Right. So same thing. I mean, I think for for myself, like how can I ask bigger questions, more powerful questions to myself, but then also applying that to other people?
0: Well, can I say that like that, like what you the example you just gave about units Mm -hmm. and stuff, there is something to be said for. And I know that this is a practice uh, exercise that happens is like. um what would you do with everything that you could could make this year. Yeah. Well what, what what are your bi- what are big unreachable goals and all of these things and doing this kind of all of this stuff is a way to ask those questions without really asking the, the direct question, right? Is is it's 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 writing the letter to yourself that you're going to open next year, or what? What? All, oh, we didn't all, all do of, that, or maybe I missed
1: things. that session. I did miss a session. Yeah,
0: like all of the all of those things are ways to ask those questions without literally asking those questions mm-hmm. to yourself.
1: Um, so I'm going to give you a cu- couple more different um, closed versus open, just for examples. So closed would be, "Can I help you?" And open is, "How can I help you?" It's just one extra word, but it changes. The question um, closed would be, and I'm, I'm reading this from a book, which I'll say what book it is, but di- didn't you finish that assignment? Yes, no. Uh, open, what problems did you have finishing that assignment? Mm-hmm. I like that one for like, what problems did you have reaching that number of contacts this week? <laughs> um, I've told you that before, haven't I? open-ended would be what could I have done differently to help you understand the situation it's very specific like I could say I've told you that before haven't I or what could I have done differently to help you understand the situation Mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful question it's supposed to make people think if the question doesn't make anyone think then you're not really going to get much out of it uh, out of the answer I should say
0: yeah you can see like um and I know you've seen this going to, well, I've seen it too, going to open houses every once in a while. Cat and I will stop in at an open house somewhere, and we'll go in, and there'll be an agent working there, and they, um, or or whatever. But you you hear those words of, um, can I help you with anything? Yeah. No, we're good. Yeah. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm or fine. uh, and this is another one: is do you have an agent? Are you working with anybody? God, I hate that one. No, oh, yeah, are yeah. you? That's
1: another close end. Yeah. Are you working with someone? Close-ended. Are you, are you
0: working with a, with another agent? Are you working with somebody? Why would you ask that question? You're a, They're just going to say, yes. And then you go home and you're like, oh, 12 people came through. They all had agents.
1: Well, even if they or said- they didn't. Even if they said no, what, what can you do with that information? You had the opportunity to gather information to see how you could help someone- what do you do with that answer? It doesn't give you any direction on them, their goals, their plans, anything. Mm-hmm. All it does is tell you they're currently unrepresented. But mm-hmm. that could change tomorrow. It could change you, today. It could change what? today when they go to another open house and meet somebody else. And that person asks them more powerful questions and says, hey, well, you know what? It sounds like, based on what we just discussed, that we should get together and talk more because I think I can help you with this. hmm because I actually know what it is you're looking for and the other person just wanted to know did you have an agent or not right it's a big it's a big learning lesson once you can shift your mindset and realize that it's not about telling people it's about asking people and the the other part of that is is um talk less listen more and You'll go farther if you just...
0: It's why every once in a while you'll hear us say, just be a human being. Well, that's what I was on getting
1: to. Sh- on this show, yeah. Because I... And I practice this with with team members is like, what would you ask? Just put yourself in the room. Take real estate out of it. You're at a party. You're at a party. I know we don't go to parties. We're old now. But you're at a party. Mm-hmm. At some point in your life, you know this might be
0: easier for us. Where it's so secondary for us, we both grew up kind of in the bar world, and especially me, um, that working in the bar—not just going to bars drinking, but working in the bar as as bartenders and stuff like that—that our whole lives are asking questions. We're asking questions to people. What would you like to drink? Well, and just you know, you just start talking to people.
1: But listen, mm-hmm. I can do it all day because I could say, "Do you want a beer or wine?" No, that's right. a multiple choice. It's not close. It's closed-ended in a sense because it's multiple choice. Yeah. But or I can say, "What would you like to drink?" Yeah. What are you in the mood for? Um. If you ran into people in Target and said, and and you knew them, and you would you say, "Um, are your kids doing okay?" Or would you say, "How are your kids? Mm-hmm. What are your kids up to these days?"
2: Yeah.
1: How's work? hmm you wouldn't ask do you enjoy work
2: <laughs>
1: you know you see what i mean like it yeah. is truly just being a human being you have to take like take yourself aside and say every day what's really cool about real estate <laughs> is every day i just get to go have conversations with people and learn more about them mm-hmm. and if i just do that enough times i'll find somebody who says
0: I want to buy a house.
1: Oh <laughs> or, yeah, we're we're doing great right now. We actually uh we have plans to buy a house. Oh that's funny. I'm in real estate.
0: Yeah, the I mean it is it is be a human being and and um and be interested. And the only way that you can get the conversation to go in the direction to to have the ending that you want the conversation to have is to have those scripts so internalized that you can bounce anywhere in them and then and get to your your finished uh goal right that's the only way and the only way to do that is to practice and the only way to do that is to get a script practice partner and the only way to and you have to get one that also wants to do the same thing i know we've had agents in the past that have gotten script practice partners and one person was like the other they're they're i think they're the person they were uh practicing with was doing a different script entirely. I do think that you, was, you have to like,
1: find somebody who's going to be practicing the same thing because yeah. you need to hear it back.
0: Yeah, you need to you be, able, to be, on, be the on the other side.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that is important to finding somebody to practice with. And then if you're, you can practice with yourself. Yeah, I literally um, Catherine
0: always does. She goes, she does her entire listing presentation in her head. Yeah, out loud before she goes to the <laughs> listing. It's not in
1: my head. It's uh, out loud. no,
0: it's out loud. She does it every she, and it takes thirty minutes, and she does the whole thing.
1: But that's by doing that over and over again. Then when I'm in the room, yeah. I can just you had a rehearsal. Yeah, I mean that's what it is, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's like, do you want to if walk you walk out were, on
0: stage for the first time without practice?
1: That would be insane. Yeah. In any other scenario, like whether it's sports or theater or anything, would you go out and perform without practicing? I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and it's like, no, of course not. So that's why it's one of the five job duties of an agent is because in order to best serve your clients, you actually need to practice what you're going to be asking and saying. So that you can get not only the result that you want, but that what's best for them, because you can't know what's best for them, by the way, and help them if you don't know what their situation is. Yeah, I so I grabbed um, I've read this book before, not recently, but I want to uh, mention it: the power, the seven powers of questions. And I remember we did a book club on my team. And at the time, nobody else really seemed to enjoy it. But as I said, I have been finding this fascinating for a while now, so I thought it was a really good book. It's um, it's kind of. She a- tries
0: to use some of this stuff on me, but I see it coming.
1: <laughs> Tie down. Um, so it's kind of a long read. Like it's you- one of those books. I'm mean, going I'm just being honest. Like the words are smaller than like you might want them to be. Yeah. And and it's pretty thick. But it's it's very good. If you want to get better at the skill of having conversations with people, you should read this book.
0: What's the name of it again? The
1: Seven Powers of Questions. And then who's it by? Subtitle Secrets to Successful Communication in Life and Work. OK. Dorothy Leeds. There you go. Um, I think it's kind of an older book, too. But yeah. anyways, it's it's. It, again if you want to get better at having conversations read this book but I think this is this is a really interesting point so she has like a um it a uh, I just, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um she does a a uh, oh my gosh my brain is totally blanking on what this is it's like a it's an experiment okay <laughs> that's the word I was looking for where no questions are allowed so in, in her seminar, she says that she conducts a paper tearing exercise where each person is given a blank sheet of paper and sh- everyone closes their eyes and she folds and tears her paper six times, giving them verbal instructions as she does it. And the goal is to have them come up with the same design that she's folded by listening to her tell them the instructions mm-hmm. and they never get it right. No. Um, they don't have any idea. No. <laughs> and um, so, for example, she says, uh, "So when she says fold the paper in half, they, they have no idea. Right. Which do you way? mean vertically l- l- yeah, or l- horizontally?" Right. And um, so then the second way of doing it is where they're allowed to ask questions,
0: and they still don't get it right. And no,
1: ju- <laughs> this is the this is the part. Just by asking questions, participants have increased their chances of getting the right result by fifty percent. Right. Still blindfolded. Yeah. But just by being able to ask questions. Yeah. So just like. Think about that. Ponder that for a moment. Yeah. Just by asking questions, you increase your chance of getting the right result by 50%. Mm -hmm. What if that was true for getting a listing, getting an appointment?
0: Or just setting a qualified appointment. All of that yeah, stuff. Like quali- we're, yeah, we, you know, we're talking about time-saving. Uh, coveting your time is uh, like if, if we talk about anything on this show, it's that, right? So coveting your time, it's like you don't want to be running around, like I said earlier, and looking for houses for somebody in the MLS that hasn't even come in and signed any paperwork with you yet, right? So it's like th- this is uh, asking these questions help you get make sure that you aren't Going to show these people a bunch of houses, and then they say, Actually, we're working with so and so, or what, or what, or or, we're, you know, we're really not going to buy this house until next year, or what any of those millions of other questions that you could have asked and didn't.
1: Um, yes, 100%. Um, (laughs) so a couple other things to ponder from this book. Um, so it that she's referencing another um book but it says what do skilled negotiators do that the average negotiators do not they ask twice the number of questions than average negotiators Mm -hmm. so ponder that for a moment what if you if you asked more questions when you were writing an offer before you were writing an offer for somebody don't you think you might actually be able to get them a better deal
0: Right. Rather than it being like a bank owned property where you can't talk to anybody and they say, send in your offer. Well,
1: yes. I mean, there are situations Versus, where you can't, but right. when no, you can. No. That's
0: what I mean. Versus an agent on the other line who might be a little talkative. Yeah. You don't know who that is, right? You just a- start asking questions.
1: Yeah. So w- w- like how do you increase your skills as an agent? It shows up in every single situation, whether it's how do I get more appointments? How do I get more conversion at the appointment? How do I get offers accepted? How do I get through inspections without the deal falling through? And it all comes back to how many questions did you ask during those processes? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the more you ask, the more information you have. Well, information is power. Power is pizza. (laughs) Pizza? Wait, what is it? I can't remember the quote. Are you trying to play it? (laughs) Can you cut up? Time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. Pizza is knowledge. Let's go. (laughs) You guys, that's from Parks and Rec. Um, In case you didn't watch that show, it's an awesome show, and we say that often.
0: (laughs) So often, you couldn't remember it. Well, I (laughs) kind of got jumbled
1: up. I know. (laughs) because <laughs> it's in that moment where you're saying information is power that you that you think about the quote yeah but anyways so think about you know as a salesperson wouldn't you be more successful if you know what people need and want like people are i i heard something the other day like um people are looking for a, a solution to a problem or an opportunity that they didn't know about those two things. So the only way that you know, what's the solution that you're trying to solve or what opportunity you can bring to somebody is by asking a bunch of questions to people. And then you, and then that way you're constantly fulfilling those needs and desires for people. That's, that's how, that is how you become a success. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, but this just one more thing from this book that I think it's just a good place to leave it is that by, by not asking enough questions, we waste time. We can't separate information we need from irrelevant data. Mm-hmm. We miss opportunities. We follow false leads. We are misled by our own assumptions. That's a big one. I'll come back to that one second. We misjudge people's motivations. Another big one. We do not get what we want. We do not give others what they want. They'll come back to. I mean, I think just think about all of those things because that's what happens when I can think of examples of all of those. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that you, we are mess led by our own assumptions. That's a, is that's a big one. It's a huge one. So often, I'll all with my team. Like, they'll tell me about a situation, mm-hmm. and they'll say, you know, what should I do? Essentially, is the the reason we're talking about it, right? Like, what? We, and we actually will kind of break. Um, after lead gen time to have like what were some difficult conversations that you had or good conversations and let's kind of talk through them and so sometimes people will come with things like well what what do I do about this and they'll tell me the situation then I'll say well when does the lease end I don't know okay (laughs) well what are the why are they thinking about making a move I don't know (laughs) uh well (laughs) yeah you you get where I'm going like If you don't know the answer to these questions, you can't help that person and guide them. And so sometimes I'll say, well, what about this? And the the other person will say, well, I think this, this, this. And I said, you think or you know. Mm -hmm. And this is
0: how you have a bunch of people that you think you're working with and you're actually not working with any of them. None of them are buyers, (laughs) even though you think they all are, because you think doesn't work
1: the words you i think should never come out of your mouth you either know or you need to go find out
0: right (laughs) who's going to be on the mortgage well i think it's just him what (laughs)
1: what do (laughs) you you mean that information right yeah you
0: need that you need the information well when are they going to move i don't know i think next year (laughs) what huh
1: (laughs) could be five um it's it's just in those moments where, and I know what happens because I've been there before. You get excited! You get, you get excited, like somebody answered the phone. Yeah. and I'm getting an appointment, and or all, I've got all a your nurturing. knowledge and
0: all your experience and all that stuff goes right out the window.
1: And it's in those moments where internalizing those scripts and dialogues come into play because you can get excited, and if it's burned into your memory, yeah.
2: It's it will still come, come
1: out when the person says this, you say this. It's like an mm-hmm. if this, then that command in yeah. your brain.
0: We live in Florida. I My first job at a restaurant was a kind of a nicer restaurant in the downtown area. And we weren't allowed to say y'all. you Can't say when you hey, y'all. <laughs> or guys. Hey, guys. Yeah. You couldn't say that. Very, very difficult to break that habit. And now- and I, I was i didn't really have that habit but other people did but whenever i hear that go into a restaurant and hear hey guys <laughs> or hey y'all i and always think of that and like how difficult to break yourself of those things once you've kind of that become that's normal and th- this is the same thing it's like until you practice not saying y'all or practice the scripts to where it becomes second nature once it becomes second nature, you don't have to think, you don't have to go up to every table and go, now remember, don't say y'all. Right. It, you just don't say it anymore. You know. So it's the same thing. You have to practice all the time because what we said three minutes ago is you're going to get somebody on the phone. They're going to be partially interested. You're, you're going to get so excited that they're interested that everything that you learned, you throw right out the window. And then mm-hmm. you hang up the phone and you go, I have no information now, now, what do you have to do? Now you have to call them back, right, and ask follow up questions, and then and and then try to make yourself not look stupid well, for questions, way, which which you can do, but
1: and still. <laughs> so you can call people back. By the way, like if you didn't properly qualify, don't be afraid to call someone back. That would be, I think, falling under the category of um, following false leads or. Um, really, honestly, any of these things, waste we waste time, right? If you don't properly qualify someone. Don't and go then, looking
0: on MLS for them.
1: And then you say to yourself, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just you know, ask the questions in the appointment or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then you get there. Let's just call it a listing appointment, right. right? You set a listing appointment. You didn't ask about timeline. And then you don't want to call back because you feel like it looks stupid to ask more questions. And then you go, you drive to the appointment and they're there and they say, yeah, thanks for coming over. You know, we're we're looking to retire in five years, and <laughs> yeah, and so we just want to kind of talk through like what's the market doing. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, what did you just do? You wasted time, and you also probably missed opportunities that you would have had if you didn't yeah, take the time because, out of your day to do that. Because instead all of lead
0: genning, you were preparing for your listing appointment. All
1: because you just didn't ask enough questions. Yeah. I also love the um the thing. I think this guy, the Phil Jones guy, stuck in my head. Uh that I think it was him that said, um, when you think you know the answer, ask three more questions. That's called going deeper, like going three deep. When you think you know the answer, do not assume, ask more questions. So I think that these people are moving because they want their kids to be in a different high school. Well, ask three more questions.
0: Yeah. How many kids? When do they both graduate?
1: <laughs> when do they graduate? Where, that's the wh- one that came up recently. Yeah,
0: where yeah, where are they plan? What are their plans, or whatever? I don't know. I'm what's important
1: to you about that school? Well, it's not really that school. We just want to be in that city. Oh, okay. What's important to you about that city? Oh, well, my mom lives there. Oh, okay. So really, the motivation is I want to live closer to my mom. Mm-hmm. Not that the kids are in a different school, right? But that's a bonus factor of moving to that city that that's better school zones. Right. See, I just made that example up, but what's the motivation you think it's the kid's school which is like whatever that's fine it. yeah but what it's really the mom yeah well what wouldn't it behoove you then to ask some more ask some more questions about where does the mom live yeah how close do you want to be to to mom mm-hmm. what's important to you about being near your mom mm-hmm. like i mean i could go on and on because at the end of all that you might find out well mom watches the kids and And so we really want to be in the exact same neighborhood. It
0: can't be on the other side of the city.
1: So now I've narrowed it down. Now I've saved time. I have the opportunity. I have a timeline. I know all of these things. And I've actually, I'm going to better help them achieve their goal too. Cause they may not have fully realized how right. important it was. They're to not them. hiding
0: stuff. They just, they don't, they're not putting it together. They're not, that's like why they they're, that's they why they're hiring you.
1: But then the more you talk through it, they realize themselves too. Like, you know what? I think we'd really like to be in that neighborhood. Yeah. That would put us in the right school zone. That would put us just down the street. Like, Oh, questions are fascinating. <laughs> Nerd.
0: Well, I've got one for you. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent.
2: Questions, Questions from
0: Question from the web. How can I sell myself in the interview process to join a team? I don't have any sales experience and I feel like I'd be dead weight without it, right? Should I work solo my first year and maybe get some sales under my belt and training from my brokerage or try to join the team without any experience?
1: Interesting. Um, okay. Well.
0: It's an interesting point of view.
1: It is an interesting point of view. So here's, here's what I would say. Um, when so first of all, a, a lot of teams would hire new agents. Not all teams do, though, and it just depends, right? So one, this is actually a good way to segue um, into. You should ask more questions, right? Like, or it's a good episode you should be listening to. That, um, how do you sell yourself the same way we sell ourselves out in the world as real estate agents? Ask more questions. Through questions, not only will you discover if it's the right fit for you, but they will think, wow, that was a really thoughtful question. That person must really um, think things through and and be, uh, and then I might think that they're a good fit for a sales role because they're asking a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. So what type of questions? So one would be, what, you know, do, well, so here's the open-ended version, right? You could say, do you hire agents that are brand new, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, what would it take for a new agent to be a member on your team?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See the difference? If somebody asked me that, I'd be like, you just got in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so think of some open-ended questions that are thought-provoking for the owner. Not questions like, what are your splits, etc. It's what activities would I be responsible for? as a member on the team. How will I structure my day? Mm-hmm. What does the team expect of me in terms of production in my first year? Things like that where you're showing them that you're really curious about how you need to show up as a team member? Yeah.
0: What kind of training? Can what I kind I of
1: training? Who will I be engaged you in? Notice
0: what how all the, how all these questions start.
1: Yeah. How? What? When? Where? Who? If I was to join the team, what would you expect of me in the first week? I'm just, you know, I'm just making up stuff. Tell me more about the culture within your organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think selling yourself is the same as out as a realtor. It's not really telling me why you should be on the team. It's asking me about how and who you need to be Mm -hmm. to be a part of the team. And if you, and 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 you'll be
0: listening to what they're saying mm -hmm. and go, that sounds like me. Oh, that also sounds like me. Oh, I could get a lot out of that. Or you're going to say the opposite of all of that. And you will know if that's a fit for you or not. Yeah. You know, but as far as like, should I get some sales under my belt?
1: Well, i'd say so,
0: one year of experience that's not going to give you anything you might as well go and join the team well be, that's your that, perspective if, if I think, that's what you want to do is be on a team it's like it's a totally different job
1: but but here's being the, on
0: a team versus being by yourself
1: well what i was going to say is um there's nothing wrong with going and trying to get some experience and what i mean by that is in your first year as a single agent you'll probably spend the majority of your time like trying to figure things out
0: spinning wheels and figuring things out yeah you're not going to be out there like
1: and 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 so you could waste a lot of time
0: versus going
1: and and interviewing with some teams and asking powerful questions to them to to get in the door where you can fast track your success and not have to go through all of that that's the that's the benefit of the things that you would be
0: figuring out that first year by yourself, a lot of those things that you spend time doing, which isn't the things we talked about on this show today, there are other their business things and stuff are things that you if you are on a team, you those aren't your responsibility. So you would be t- learning a bunch of things that you wouldn't even be able to really apply after you join the team.
1: Well, because if, so here, unless you're a very disciplined person, by the way, which most people aren't, you will not hold yourself accountable to doing the activities you need to do to get some sales under your belt. So you'll sit and you'll be like, well, maybe I'll just play on Canva today and figure out how to put together a flyer for an open house instead of doing something that will get you production. So I think if you feel like a team is a fit for you, you probably already know why that is, and it's probably because of what we just said. What we just said. So just go interview some places, and you yes. don't need to sell them on anything. Just be yourself. Yep. That's another part teams of all hire, this. Teams we, hire
0: are teams aren't looking for exp- necessarily. Look, sometimes they are. It's not the experience. It's is this person going to? Can they take direction? are they yeah, are you coachable are you coachable and are they going to do the work
1: are you coachable and are you driven yeah. you have to have drive and motivation and sorry if i get a little ranty in this but like your team leader isn't the one to bring the motivation you have to have it within so if you're like if you're got a burning desire to be a realtor and get out there and do it and you think a team is a good fit because you know you're not going to hold yourself accountable then go find a team yeah and and so Yes, we gave you direction on how to do that, but I don't think that spending a year trying to figure things out and get like one sale, that's not going to, they're not going to, by the way, when you go to interview for the team in the next year and you're like, I did one sale, that's not helpful. If
0: you did 10 sales, it's not helpful. None of that is helpful. Ten sales to a, to some a team leader who's been in the business for twenty years and has done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundred, hundreds of sales. Your ten sales just it's that's somebody with no experience. Well, so no experience is no experience, and at least the new agent with no sales and no experience also doesn't have any bad habits.
1: Well, I would say if you did ten sales in your first year as as an agent, mm-hmm. brand new to the business, single agent, I I would be like, come talk to me. Yeah. So I, I just want to point out there's that's a good like 10 to 12 sales right. is like I, the I average have, have for have average used agents. High, I might say
0: use a higher. I might have used yeah, a Yeah, settle number, down but, over there. You
1: know. <laughs> but my point being that there's no reason to wait to achieve your goals. You can go find a team that will absolutely hire you and be yourself. That's the other part that I was going to say. And, and is what we mean when we say be a human being. <laughs> That's what we mean. Is like just be yourself. Just go have a conversation with somebody. Ask questions. Be that you honest. Would
0: ask. Be honest about yourself. Be honest about all of those things. And and um and be prepared to do. Like we say all the time, be prepared to buckle down and start your career. It's Hunker not down. It's not a job. It's a career,
1: right. and you
0: got to treat it like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, okay.
0: Small win, win. Kat. You got a small win this week?
1: Oh, gosh. I should have come prepared. (sighs) My small win is... I'm stalling. Uh, Gosh, I really... I don't... I know I have something. Okay. Dead air. Will you go first? Me? Uh Uh-huh.
0: My small win is we've been trying to get our kitchen finished. Oh, yeah. And and for a year, like we did the 90% of it last year and it was a mess and it was a pain. And if you go back and listen to those episodes, you'll hear that, um, that it took a really long time to kind of get things done. But we got like most of it finished. And this week we got all of the tile in. And right now the dishwasher or I'm sorry, the uh, the stove and the refrigerator pulled off from the wall and we've got a couple shelves to install and then everything get pushed back and then I can clean and then we'll have a finished kitchen and it's been years (laughs) in the making and that is a big win but I'll take it as a small win this week
1: um okay I thought it (laughs) won. okay well I just my small win is these are the little things that I find joy in um I scheduled out like everything i need to do for the rest of the year in january like all the way down to like okay i need a haircut scheduled i need to go to the doctor uh scheduled i need to get back to the dentist for cavity to be filled you know scheduled so like i've got all those little things lined up now Mm -hmm. because if it's not in your calendar it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and what i find is that um those are the things where like you should not you should not skip on those personal appointments that are important to your health and well-being. And I've been really good over the last like six or seven years about like I go to the doctor every year, get my blood work, you know, do my my annual stuff. And but before that, before that, six or seven years before that, um, I, I, I don't remember the time before that that I went yeah. to the doctor, you know, it was like only if you're sick. And so just as I get you're older, preventative. Preventative. Yeah. And as I've gotten older and and all that, like I've made it a priority to get those things in because it's really not that big of a deal. It's just if it's not there in your calendar, you won't do it. So small win was that I finished out the last little pieces that I need to be done this year. Good.
0: You just made it. And I know your teeth
1: <laughs> procrastinator
0: <laughs> remember to rate and re- review us on iTunes it really helps new listeners to find us send your questions from the web to onseekingthebest at gmail.com leave us a Spotify voicemail with the question with your question and we'll play it on the show all info is in the show notes and for Kat and myself thanks for listening and we'll figure this all out next week bye this has been a think live be production